Destiny Total Sports Ministry in conjunction with Deep Experience Revival Level introduce to you God's Word with simplicity and power which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, Pastigo Okolo Prince. God bless you as you listen. Let's say, Father, we thank you. We give all the glory to you. Thank you for today again. Thank you for helping us again. We give all the praise. We celebrate you. We rejoice in your faithfulness. We say you are God forever and ever. Thank you for last week. Thank you for the revelation of your son Jesus that we always come to learn of. We appreciate you for the changes we are seeing in our lives. Thank you that it didn't end in head knowledge. Thank you for the understanding of your son Jesus every day. Thank you that Christ has been formed. Lord, we give all the glory to you. We say receive the praise and honor forever. In the name of Jesus Christ. Help us again today. Speak to our hearts, O Lord, and cause your hand to come upon our life to transform us, O Lord, and mold us into the image of your Son, Jesus. This is our earnest desire. This is our cry. This is our hunger, Lord. This is our deeper test, O Lord, that Christ be formed, O Lord, in us. This is all we are here for. We are not here for fanfare. We are not here, O Lord Jesus, for any other thing. But our heart cries for Lord and please, saying, Lord, we need more of you. Please help us again that those areas of our lives that need to be exposed to the truth that is found in Christ. Lord, please let it be exposed. Those areas that are still hard, let it be broken as we submit today. Thank you because you have answered. For in Jesus' most precious name we are prayed. Can we say a better amen? Who bless God again as in mercy he has brought us again to keep learning of Christ. Last time I remember God started speaking to us on the steps to recovery of whatsoever we have lost. God showed us that actually his desire is that we recover everything that we have lost even by mistakes. We focused our study on the life of David who went to the Philistines because Saul was desperately seeking to annihilate him and he did not remember any other place to go to. He fled to the Philistines that the enemies of God, people that don't love God, people that hate God, people that never want to associate with God, and that also we said, it can be likened to our own lives. When we carelessly start mingling with the people of the world, when there are little pressures, we won't remember again that our God is still there for us, even in the midst of that trouble, that he can still make a way of escape for us. When we have little challenges or triads, Instead of we to remain with the Lord, we try to spark off fires and lights. We get off the Lord, thinking that that way we can get it done. And we saw in the life of David, how David joined hands in agreement 
even to destroy the people of God. That actually God has given him grace to preserve. And he quickly forgot that the same people, that the Philistines and the city of God, that God had once used him to deliver the children of Israel from the hand of their captain in battle that is called Goliath. But that never made the people to forget quickly that David can never under any circumstances change and starts following them. They still believe that this man, he might change tomorrow and turn against us. And that is the same way that the people of the world see anyone who at one time or the other followed Jesus. They knew that this one had the mark of Christ. He cannot be with us forever. They will mock you for some time, but there will be a time they will still say, return back to where you're coming from. And God began to say to us that the first step to restoration is to return back. And we could say that David returned back. And by the time he returned back, the Lord began to strengthen him again. So for we to ever think about restoration, the first thing we must look at very closely is the issue of returning. And that is what we are still discussing even today. We only laid those steps to restoration. Now we are beginning to study each one of them. As we raise each one of them, look at it very closely as the Lord keeps speaking to us so that we will not this year regret again that whatever we have lost in the years past, even while we are not children of God, even when we have repented again one time or the other, we might see ourselves return back to the world. God wants us to recover all those things back again. He wants a complete restoration. And God began to speak to us last time. He made it very clear as we saw. When David returned, the next thing that happened was that the Lord strengthened him. And he showed us the reason for strengthening him. That the reason for strengthening David is for him to be able to pursue, to overtake, and to recover all. He wants him to pursue the enemies. He wants him to overtake them. He wants him to recover all. So God is ready also to strengthen everyone and each of us. But we must take it step by step and understand it very well so that we will not make any mistake. At the end of this year, we can lift up our heads and say indeed, there is a restoration. And not just restoration in one area but a complete restoration as we saw also in the life of the man called David. The restoration was not half, it was complete restoration. And we saw again that after God strengthened him in pursuit, he recovered everything. He overtook the enemies and recovered everything. And God showed us also there is another wisdom. The first one is to return. The second one is to be strengthened. The third one is to pursue. The fourth one is inquire from the Lord. Then spiritual sensitivity. I will say in amen. So these are the steps. But we want to take it one after the other as we study. So that we can understand this very well. And not let the devil rob us this year. He will not rob any one of us. 
in the precious name of Jesus Christ. As we take heed to the instructions of God, as God begins to mold us to the image of his son Jesus, he will not rob anyone and eat of us in the name of Jesus. It is still early, but you know the year is already running. And the enemy is still bent on robbing people again. At the end of the year, you look at yourself, you discover nothing has happened again. But God forbid, something will happen good in your life this year in Jesus' name. And also in our walk with the Lord, something great will happen in the name of Jesus Christ. Now we start studying again. We'll look at Luke 15 as we study the case of the prodigal son. The case of the prodigal son. Then we study other things also that Jesus taught us in that Luke chapter 15. Are we saying amen? Now Luke chapter 15 verses 11. We are going to read lengthy scripture in that Luke chapter 15 verses 11. We start from there. Then later we return again to 1 to 7. Then later we go again to 8 to 10. But we are starting from Luke 11 now so that we look at that very closely and see the reason why God is insisting that we must return. Hallelujah. That we must return. The issue of returning is the great wisdom that Jesus wants everyone that is following him to learn of. We can't joke with that. We can't play with that. We cannot let the devil rob us of this restoration if we refuse to return. And to return, we must do it very quick and fast so that the enemy will not rob us. So that we can be strengthened again and God in mercy can help us to recover whatever we have lost. God in mercy can help us to recover. My greatest prayer is that you open everyone's heart and cause us not to be rebellious, to be obedient and to humble ourselves to quickly return. When God brings instructions to people and they heed to it, oh, they are on the path of restoration. There's no way they will not be restored. Now look at the case of the prodigal son. The Bible said, that's Jesus speaking this parable. And he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto him his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. Verses 14. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Verses 15. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and they sent him into his fields to feed swine. Now, do you see something there in verses 14? He said, and when he has spent all, there arose mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. Look at verses 15. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. Instead of him to return the first time, it had the opportunity to return. But he never returned. Rather, he went in deeper. He went and joined himself with a citizen 
of that country. Hallelujah. And the citizen of the country made him to find himself in the field where he ought to start feeding the swine. Are we saying amen? Now look at 16. And he would faint, having filled his belly with the hawks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. Verse 17. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, and he had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. 21. And his son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring thither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat, and be merry. Verses 24. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found, and they began to be merry. I will say amen. Now, it's important that we understand when God began to say to us, return, return, return. For some of us who think that it's not a weightier matter, it's not an issue. It's not a weightier matter. If there is anything that matters now that we need to pray for, is to ask the Lord, please search my inmost being. Where and where do I need to return? Where and where do I need to return? So I can enjoy this loving kindness of God, this compassionate loving heart of the Lord. Our God is ever ready for the restoration of his people. Our God is ever ready to see that his people, they are being restored back again, even to the glory, to the beauty, to the honor that he reserved for them before the foundation of the earth. In the first place, that was why Jesus came. Jesus came to die in order to restore us back again to our God. To restore us back again to glory. To restore us back again to beauty. To restore us back again to honor. To restore us back again to that dignity that God reserved for us from the foundation of the earth. Up to tomorrow, the wisdom of returning, God is still holding it very strong. For anyone who desires to return. That whenever we return, the case is over. Whenever we return, the chapter is closed. Whenever we return, a new chapter is open. As far as God is concerned, he's ever committed to this. We look at the case of the prodigal son. We saw how this young man, I don't actually know what made him to go deeper into such life that he humiliated himself into for him to start feeding from the food of the swine. From the food of the swine. And that's how many of us have behaved 
even with God. Instead of we upholding the wisdom of returning, we desire to run deeper into that mess. We choose to run deeper into that mess. We choose to run deeper into that mess. God opens his hands every day, crying to his children, return. Crying to his children, return. Return. Look at verses 13. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted the substance with riotous living. Not as if he lived a good life. Yes, we can understand. God said, I understand. God said, yes, you wasted all. God said, yes. Not as if what we gave to you, you put it in the right place. But there was only one thing that brought the turnaround and the restoration. What is that? The turning back. He decided to return. He decided to return. Any day, any man decides to return to God. That's the beginning of the person's turnaround. The restoration begins from that point. The restoration begins from that point. I always tell people, I know when God wants to turn somebody's captivity. I know in this work that God called me, if I'm talking with people, I know when a change wants to come in somebody's life and I know when a change is not coming there. I know that change does not come when people start arguing with God. I know that change is not forthcoming. There's no ray of light for change in that life when I see somebody who is arguing with God. When I see somebody who is still trying to tell God that he's right, who defends his wrong, who tries to tell God, I am getting it right. I have seen nothing that I've done wrong. I have done no wrong. When I begin to see people who justify themselves, I will say, ah, this is a very difficult case. This case does not have solution at all. We look at the case of the prodigal son. The father never reached out for him. The father knew my reaching out for this man will be hopeless and useless. Until the day he decided to do what? To return. But for me, there is one thing I hold out for him. My heart is very large. My hands are widely open. That any day he returns... I will restore him back. Any day he returns, I will restore him back. So it's not God that determines the restoration. It is not God that determines our restoration. It is we that determines the restoration. The Bible talked about David. It was until David returned. If David did not return and remain there, even God will not reach out to him. Even God will not reach out to him. And we look at the case of the prodigal son and God with this show us the power that is in one returning. When you are still condemning yourself, when you are still saying so many things that will make you not to come back, that will only end you up in moving deeper and deeper. Looking for a solution where there is no solution. So for him, he thought that him going to the friends in verses 15. Can we go to verse 15, please? 
And he went to join himself to the citizens of that country. So for him, he thought that making connections with the citizens of the country will solve the problem. He thought that when he reached out to them and make connections with some of the people that ate the money and ate out of the substance, some of them he took to tantalizers, some of them he bought wares for, some of the ladies also he paid for hotel bills with, that these ones will accommodate him, at least and make him to continue enjoying life that way. But he never knew there is no other way to restoration except one way. You must return. You must return. You must return. We always sing that song. How did the father's love for us have us beyond all measure? It's not God that is the problem. God has never been the problem. The problem has been with us. The problem has been with us. So if the prodigal son had thought that him going to join himself with the citizens of that country is the way out, will he ever, ever come out of that trouble? Will he ever, ever come out of the trouble? He would have sink there and died there. Yet the father's hands were widely opened. The father's heart has been widely panting for him. Crying every day, where is my son? Where is my son? Where is my son? Where is my son? My heart reached out for him. If only he will return. If only he can return. If only he can return. If only he can say, ah, my father, I have discovered this is not the right way. This is not the right way. This is not the right way. Psalm 32 verses 4 verse 5. He said, when I kept silence, my bones was all through my ruining all the day long. Verses 4. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. Look at verses 5. Can we read together everybody? And I acknowledge my sin unto thee and my iniquity have I no hide. And I said, I will confess my transgression unto the Lord, and thou forgivest thy iniquity of my sins. Verse 6, everybody. For thee shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come near unto him. They shall not come near unto him. Go back again to the look that we are discussing. Now, the issue of returning to God is one thing that we joke within the body of Christ. Many ministers have substituted this great wisdom of God to so many other things. They substituted it with so many other programs. They thought that those things can intimidate God and bring faster healing but he can never bring faster healing to any child of God. To anyone. And God began to speak to us this year. And God said, I want to restore you. I want to restore everything you have lost. I want to restore you. Your dignity, your beauty, your glory. I want to restore all. 
But how will I do that? Even if you have lost a business, if you have lost your marriage, if you have lost anything, the first step for this restoration is that you must return to the Lord. You must return to the Lord. If you continue the way you are doing it before, if you say, Lord, I still know what I'm doing. Let me try more. Like the prodigal son. He wanted to try more and went and joined himself with the citizens of that country and said, let me try more and see what can happen. I'm not yet ready to return. And what did he got? He got himself feeding with swine's food. He filled his stomach with the swine food. So what does that mean? The man was dying. So when you are feeding with the swine food, what is happening to you? You are dying already. You are dying already. And the father confirmed that this man was already dead. The father said, my son that was what? Dead. So for the father, he saw that this one had already died. This one had already died. And what is the Lord saying to us today? As you are here, is there any areas you are experiencing failure and you are still insisting on doing it the way you did it before? I tell you the truth. You can never be out of that failure forever. I am telling you this truth. Go and write it and mark it down. The only way out is to do what? Return. Hands up and say, Lord, I surrender. I am the one that is what? Wrong. You are not wrong. You can never be wrong. I have to return to you until you lead again. I am not going anywhere anymore. I return. I want to hear you speak. I want you to, Lord, please have mercy on me. Lord, search me. Search my inmost being. Where are the areas I've gotten it wrong? Don't cover anything. Don't cover anything. Don't try to be justified by yourself. Don't let men justify you. Don't let anybody tell you you are doing good. Like we've seen many pastors today that say you are kinky, you are cute, you are looking wonderful. Does perfume make people look good in the sight of God? Does good clothes make people look good in the sight of God? Does your head do make people smell good in the sight of God? What makes people smell good is when they came to a point of acknowledging, ah, we are wrong, and they return to the Lord. And they return to the Lord with all of their heart. They return to the Lord. Go back to Luke again. Luke 15. Praise God. Which area is God asking you to return? We are still at the beginning of the year. There are certain things we are doing today that we thought it doesn't mean anything. There are certain things we do today that in our own heart we say, this thing does not mean anything. But God is saying no. Those things are the reasons why your glory is being withheld. Those things are the reasons why our beauty is being withheld. Those things are the reasons why the honor that God reserved for us is still being withheld. But God is ready to restore all of this back again in the name of Jesus Christ. I said in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? His hands are widely open. Look at verse 16. And he would fain, having filled his belly with the hawks that the swine did eat. 
And no man gave unto him. And no man gave unto him. And no man gave unto him. God has warned us and warned us again. Your inheritance as a child of God is not in the world. You trying to force yourself in there to get small things from them. You are wasting your time. Your inheritance is not there. You will only struggle and struggle and kill yourself that place. You are sinking more and more. Sinking more and more. The more you try to struggle to get something there, you sink more. So the prodigal son thought that, ah, if I stay small with them, they might give me something to eat. And instead he discovered nobody cared to even know him. If he's passing, they'll say he's passing. Oh, this guy where they feed with his one food. This wine food is what this man is eating now. So at that time, wouldn't he be smelling? He be smelling. If he's passing, they say this guy they smell now. They will all disperse and go their way. He became object of mockery. And that is what many of us has done to our lives. Instead of we applying the wisdom of God of simply doing what? Returning to God. He wouldn't have suffered that if he had simply said, ah, I have done wrong. Let me do what? Return. Why must we wait until we come to the climax where it looks as if we want to die? That's when we want to return. When your father's hands are widely open, morning, afternoon, and night, when he's ever ready, he's ever ready, he's ever ready to accept you back again. Ever ready to accept you again. Ever ready to accept you again? Look at verse 17. And when he came to himself, he said, can you give me another translation? So at times when I see people talk, I'll be laughing. I say, this person don't want to come to himself. This person does not want to come to her senses. This person is still bragging. He's still trying to tell God I am right. I see this person going down more and more. I see this person not succeeding. He can't. How will you? There is no way it's possible. It can't be possible. Because the only way is for the person to do what? To return. NIV, when he came to his senses, he said, and that translation, at last, he came to his senses and said, at last, he came to his senses. Why must you wait it to be at last? When you have tried everything and you are now tired, you're working on your head. That's when it's okay. Let me return. I am tired. There's nothing I can do again. Let me now return. Let me accept anything God said I will do. Wherever he leads me, I will go. Why must you wait? When you become 50 years or 60 years, say, okay, now let me go to God. Why must you wait? At last. At last. Where say he said what? That brought him to his senses and he said, must you wait until the calamity that will bring you to your senses will come to you. You see, what brought him to his senses? When he started feeding. <laughs> if he go there, he'll carry all the dirty food that is for the pig. He will eat. After eating, he will not say, Car. you can imagine what will be happening in his stomach. 
if he finished eating, he was like, brruh, brruh. he had to go and poo. Of course, he was sick then. He was dying. He was sick. Unfortunately, we have seen so many children of God like that. Who paint on doing the same thing and said until we die. Leave me alone. Leave us alone. We must be like that. We don't want to change. We want to be like that. And God said, no. Will you wait until you die? Before you know what is right to do. Before you know what is right to do. And what did the Bible say? Go back to King James. And when he came to himself, when he came to his senses, he said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger. He quickly remembered that in his father's house, even servants, they eat and get satisfied. Even to the extent of the one they can dash out. Even to the extent of the one they can do what? They can dash out to people who are hungry out there. And here I am dying of hunger. And here I am dying, being starved just because of my pride. Just because of my ego. Just because I want to prove something. Just because I want to show who I am. He said, no. At this point, I have to humble myself. I have to quickly return back to my father. I know I am not supposed to be a son again. I know what I have done is so great. I have squandered everything. I have wasted the substance. I have become a fool. Look at myself. I have fooled myself out there. I refuse to heed to instructions of God. When God called me and tell me anything, I refuse. I despise the vessels that God has sent my way and said, listen to them. I said, let God speak to me by himself. Let God speak to me by himself. But at this point, I have to humble myself. I have to humble myself. I am returning back. I am returning back. That was the point of his restoration. That was the point of his restoration. And what did he say? Verses 18. I will arise and go to my father. At that point, everything caused shame he has forgotten. He has humbled himself. Until you humble yourself and get out of shame of flesh. To come back to God. To cry to him. And say, Father, this is who I am. This is exactly who I am. There's nothing to hide. I'm that arrogant and foolish person. Who has refused to heed to your instructions? I am that foolish person. Who has refused to obey everything you're saying? Look at my life today. Please. Will you still accept me? Please, even if it is to be a servant, I accept that. It is better I stay with you. It is better I stay with you, Lord. Instead of my life going this direction, that I see it going. My life is no more bearing fruit. I could hear the prodigal son crying. I will go back to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Did you see what he said he will say? He will not go back to God and say, you see, you know in Nigeria, that is how things are. 
I'm just trying my best. God, you know Nigeria is tough. The whole world is difficult. People are just trying. There's nobody here without sin. People must be committing sin when they are living in Nigeria. You know, things are very, very difficult. People are just trying. We are just trying. That's why it is happening like that. There are certain things that is holding me that is tough. I'm just asking you to help me. That is not what the prodigal son went to do. What the prodigal son went to do is to tell the father, this is who I am. This is exactly who I am. I have sinned. Not only against you, against heaven. I have sinned against heaven. I have sinned against man. I have sinned against everything. Father, please forgive me. Look at what happened. I want you to know something. Verses 20. And he arose. Just the same way he said it. He arose. And came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off. His father saw him. And had compassion. And ran. And fell on his what? On his neck and kissed him. Who was running now? Who was falling on his neck? What did you understand there? Anytime there is genuine repentance, God sees. Anytime there is genuine repentance in the heart, God sees. He doesn't wait for you to come and start confessing again. He knows that this person has repented. He saw him already. When he came back to his senses, when he came back to his senses and said, this is what I'm going to tell my father. I'm not going there to start arguing with him. I'm not going there to start telling him the reason why it happened. I'm not going there to tell him why it's not working. I am only going there to tell him I have sinned against where? Heaven. I have sinned against you, my father. Please. I am not worthy again. He's not going there to start quoting Malachi. It is written. In the book of Malachi, it is written. In the book of Mark, it is written. He only went there with a heart of humility. With a heart that is broken. He went there so that God can accept him. He said a broken heart and a contrite spirit. God can never despise. God saw that heart. Before he even arose and started coming, God rushed and embraced him. The Bible said the father rushed and embraced him. The father rushed and said, ah, that's my son. That's my son. That is my son. Will we take this first wisdom that God gave to us this year serious? To return. We saw David return. Most of times we talk about restoration. But the way to restoration we don't know. We talk about restoration. The first thing we talk about restoration is strength. God give me strength for restoration. God said yes. Strength is there. But that is the first step that makes you to enjoy the strength. God said yes. If you inquire of me, I will speak. I will give you direction. But there is the step first that will make your inquiry not be useless. That is why you hear children of God. You have gone to ask God for this. You ask God for that. You didn't hear anything. You got up and leave. You never ask yourself, how can my father speak to me? 
Many children of God are not worried. Year to year, they prayed God couldn't speak to them. And they are not worried. They are running like that. Ask them, did they see any restoration in their life? Do they see the glory of the Lord? Do they see the beauty of the Lord? Do they enjoy the honor of the Lord? You see them struggling for everything. Struggling for everything. Because they have caught up the first wisdom of going back to know where and where am I to return, Lord? Where and where? You don't live on exaggeration when it comes to the issue of returning. You don't live on assumption when it comes to the issue of returning. You must go back to God and say, such my inmost being. There might be certain things I'm doing that I think is right, but it's not right before you. That is enough to cut me off from enjoying your strength this year again. How can I pursue when I have not received strength from the Lord? When it's not the strength of the Lord you're using to pursue, the enemies will stop you on the way. But they will not stop us this year because God is beginning to bring this instruction early. He's bringing this instruction early. Today we see children of God falsifying everything like the people of the world. We see children of God joining people who are selling money. We see children of God, they call it wisdom. They hoard money, they sell and people are struggling. We see children of God who claim they own filling stations, they hoard fuel and be selling 450 and they are going to church and nothing has ever told them you are going to hello. Is that still wisdom? We see children of God being disobedient. Disobedient to parents. Disobedient to husband wives. Husband hating their wives. Wives being disobedient to their husbands. They cannot humble themselves again. They don't see that as sin again. Wife does not see that as sin anymore. They never see. We ought to return in this area. We need to return to God. We need to return to God. God said wives should submit to their husband in all things. We need to return. We need to return. Husbands, God said you should love your wife as Christ loved the church. We need to return. That's why in the body of Christ you see divorce everywhere. I have two cases I'm praying for now every day. These are brothers. These are sisters. How come? Some of them are pastors. How come? What is the level of provocation that has caused the two of you to look at God's word and say it's not enough again? Before you hear about divorce, what the people have said, God, get out. God, leave us alone. Let us do it the way we know. Because the Bible said in marriage, Christian marriage, it is threefold cord that cannot be easily broken. What is the threefold cord? The wife, the husband with God at their middle, holding the two of them. So you can imagine the kind of knife they would have used to cut the hand of God off and say, leave us alone. I have decided. I have decided. And God said, no, you are leaving my hands. He said, yes, I want to leave your hand. God said, do you know what you're talking about? Can you journey this journey alone? I want to journey alone. Lord, it's enough. 
enough is enough. And before you know, he will tell the wife, go. You tell the wife, go. Life goes on. Any man that divorced the wife is an adulterer. Go and mark it. Any man that divorced the wife is an adulterer. Go and mark it somewhere. He's an adulterer. Listen to what I said. If it is the man that divorced the wife on his own, are you understanding what I'm saying? He's an adulterer. He only wants the woman to clear so that he can now enjoy himself. Except in one case, so, except in one case. But even in that case, Jesus still asks us to forgive her. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Jesus still says, Forgive her. The way I have forgiven you. The way I have forgiven you. Are we saying amen? Please, children of God, are you still here with me? And look at that prodigal son, what he said. The Bible said in 20, And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Look at 21. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. That's what the prodigal son was saying. I am no more worthy to be called your son. He understood it very well. This is me. I have failed. I have failed. There's nothing to struggle about. I have failed. I am a compound failure. There's no justification. My life is upside down. Only you can help me. Have mercy. I am not worthy to be called a son. I am not worthy. Verse 22. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoe on his feet. Are we shouting amen? Are we shouting amen? Look at the three. And bring thither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. 24. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to bury and they began to marry. And they began to dance. And they began to rejoice. May you not miss this wisdom of God this season. May you not miss this wisdom of God this season. Don't listen to stories of men. That keep you off God. That will make God not to reach out to you. And bless you the way he desired to bless you. Look at the father. Today, we have seen children of God mingling with sin without bothering. Their heart is not troubling them. They are not worried. They are not bothered. They talk carelessly. They don't see it as anything. They entangle themselves with unbelievers. They don't see it as anything. They are friends of the world. They don't see it as anything. Which area is the Lord speaking to you today? As we began to look at these things that will make us not to be restored. There must be a restoration. You saw how the prodigal son was restored. Everything the devil stole from him, did he recover it or not? 
He recovered it hundredfold. You can imagine the joy and the dancing there. You can imagine how the kingdom of darkness they are sorrowing. Oh, I tell you the truth. The wisdom of returning break the hand of the devil of the life of any man. That wisdom of returning that God has brought to me and you, that pride and self is robbing us of. If you see many churches today, when they call somebody and tell the person you've done wrong, he will change church. He will immediately decamp and change church. That's what they do. When they go to this church and commit sin, they call them, what you have done is wrong. What would they do? They would decamp and change church. Another church will open their hands and welcome them. Maybe he has one gift or the other. If his keyboard is, they will give him keyboard. As he's playing, they say, nah, correct keyboard is Adiago. And you never knew whether the Lord still accept the person or not. There is no wisdom that is greater than the wisdom of returning. Any man that you see that returns, oh my God, oh my God, go and embrace the person. That man is the greatest. Because even you that is sitting down, we don't know you yet until when such a thing happened to you. We know whether you return or not or whether you continue that place and perish. The wisdom of returning cannot be substituted for anything. It is the great wisdom of God. You must let God search your inmost being. You must let God search you out. You must not cover anything. You must let God restore back the glory which he has for you. We saw the prodigal son how his glory was restored back. That his elder brother started envying him. His elder brother started envying him. Is it not this man that went and lost everything that you are holding party for and he has been in the house? What did you understand? That man that returns can still be placed more than the ones in the house. God will never one day change his position and said, ah, your position can be where it is again. Men might look at him somehow, but God does not look at him that way. God positioned him in a place of glory, in a place of honor. God holds him on a high esteem. God can still commit mighty works in his hand. Mighty and great works in his hand. That when he begins to do it, people will marvel. That is when they will fear this God. So you can imagine the elder brother what he was saying. The elder brother would have said, what kind of father is this? And the father said, hey, this my son was what? He was dead. But now he's what? Alive again. Can we shout amen? Can we shout Amen. Are we ready for restoration this year? Are we actually ready for restoration this year? You have gone, you might have started hearing prophecy everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I have seen that prophecy does not change anything again. What changes things now is when you are in line with what God is saying. Everything changes on its own accord. If all this noise of prophecies is changing things, how many things would have changed in churches? Many things would have changed. But our God still have a standard. 
and his standard cannot change under the circumstances. Are you ready for restoration this year? Are you ready for restoration this year? This is the way. There's no two ways. Return. With all your heart. Don't be ashamed of anybody. The prodigal son was not ashamed. What the servants will say. He was not ashamed. What his brother will say. If it's others, they would have said, ah, what will my brother say when I'm coming back? And I'll be smelling. He see me smelling. He'll be laughing. I say, stay aside. You have to stay aside. You have to stay aside. <laughs> smelling. Look at you. You thought you're wise. You've collected everything. And left and you squandered all. <laughs> you have squandered everything and see where you are. And the servants would have come and say, ah, even we were more beautiful than you. Look at our cheeks. Now you be this. But did you notice the father did not give any one of them opportunity to do that? No. Did you people notice the father did not give any one of them opportunity to do that? As he was coming, the father's heart that has been out for him went. The Bible said the father fall on his neck. Ah. <laughs> My soul. <laughs> So when the servants saw him, what would they be doing? They would cook join him and say, wonderful, oh, see his father is crying for his son is back. The elder brother has no space for him to mock. He now started envying. I tell you, if there's any area of your life you need to return, if you return, you will see glory. Amen. I say if you return with all your heart, you will see beauty. If you return with all your heart, you will see honor. If there's any place they have mocked you, this God will bring back honor to you again. In the name of Jesus. Is someone understanding what I'm saying here? And that's what God is saying to us. I will run this one very quick and leave you to go. It's going to be a lengthy teaching. Listen, I will teach this thing. It's going to take us moons. Are you hearing me? There must be restoration. There must be restoration. Full one. If you have lost anointing, you will get the anointing back. If you have lost anything, you will get it back. God will make you to get it back. Because it is his desire. The devil is not happy. He wants you to die there. He never wants you to return. The last thing he wants you to remember is to return. He will say, go on. Join with the next citizen of the country. If that one fail, go to Ghana. Go to Japan. <laughs> you will make it in Russia if you fail. He said, try Spain. <laughs> but if it is to return, that's the last thing he will put in your heart. He can never put in your heart to return. He'll even tell you all those people who are mocking you. When you go to London and make it, they'll stop mocking you. If you go there, you will make it. Go, you will see. <laughs> if all the people in London are making it, <laughs> many Nigerians would have been so beautiful. Do you know how many Nigerians that are in London? Do you know how many of them in America? Hunger is dealing with their family here. Hunger is dealing with their family here. I'm telling you now. Some of them, their family work and send money to them. Are you telling me what I know more than you? I know. I speak with many of them. 
better return, oh, return now. So that you can enjoy the Father's love. You can enjoy your Father's love. And we saw the Father went ahead. He don't want anybody to molest him, insult him, talk to him anyhow. He said, my son, my heart has been out for you. Waiting for the day you will return. My hands are tied. I can't keep pursuing you there. It is you that need to return. Then I can reach out to you. I have been there. Who told you that God don't love you again? His love is still fresh every morning for you. Fresh every morning. Fresh every morning. Every morning is fresh. But don't reject that love. By staying where you are. He's staying there waiting for you. Will you return? Will you pray all through this month again and say, Lord, search me out. Where am I to return? Where am I to return? I am ready to return. No argument again. No struggle again. Return. A young man came to a meeting like this. He came with the girlfriend that day. I didn't know. The girl was sitting there. The young man was sitting there. And God finished speaking. The young man belonged to Christ. And God said, return. My son, your glory will come back. Before they crossed this door, the young man told the lady, it is over. I return to God. I didn't know. After three days or the following day, the lady came to my office. He said, you want to see me? I said, yes. What can I do for you? He said, pastor, please, I want to beg you something. I said, what are you begging me? He said, do I remember the young man you came with? I said, yes, I can remember that you came with a young man there. He said, actually, it's my boyfriend. I said, hey. I said, so what will I do for you? He said that day after you finish preaching, before we got that, he said he don't want again. So what do you want me to do? He said he want me to call him back. I said, can you imagine this kind of us? God has restored a young man so that he can see his glory back. And lo and behold, you want him to return back to you. I asked her, between you and God, who do you think that can make that life glorious? No, between you and God. Don't you know the more he stay with you, he's sinking. Because you'll be committing sin now. Are you understanding what I'm saying here? So God said to us, there will be a restoration this year. A complete one. Like he told David, he said, pursue. Overtake and do what? And recover all. Not recover. Recover what? All. Now, God began to say to us, the first step is to return. Once you return, what is the next thing he will do for you? I did not hear it. Shout it. Because by strength shall no man, you need his own. Now we see as we finish. Go to that same 15. Look at verses 1. The parable of the lost sheep. Then draw near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. That's talking about Christ. 
Verse 2. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. Look at verse 3. And he speak this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having an hundred sheep, if he lost one of them, doeth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost until he found it? Look at 5. And when he had found it, he laid it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he called together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Which need no repentance. So if we sit down and think we don't need repentance, we value more. No. You that don't need repentance, God is saying, you don't value more than the ones that need it. Those ones that need repentance, they value more in my sight. I reach out for them. My heart is panting for them every day. My hands are open. My heart is wide, waiting for them to return. That is what brings joy to heaven. So there is no wisdom in you hiding anything. It is the greatest foolishness to look at sin and hide it. And not come out and say, Lord, this is who I am. I am sorry. I repent, Lord. Forgive me, my father. God says that person values more. Because for me, I leave the millions. Who are already repented. I go for that one. That is my value. That's what gives me joy. Will you this season return to your father? Will you this season and stop gambling with destiny? Will you this season and stop looking at men that cajole you and play with your life and destiny by prophesying upon you when you know you are committing sin? What you need is to return to God and say, Lord, I am sorry. Are you among those who are saying, prophesy for us, prophesy for us? There is no prophecy you need that is more than repenting. If you are committing any sin, is the only prophecy so that you can enjoy the love of your father. As I close, look at verses 8 of that scripture. He said, either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lost one piece, do it not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently until she find it. Look at 9. And when she has found it, she called her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. Not over you that command the angels, guide us. So when there is repentance, the whole angels begin to sing, What a marvelous God. What a marvelous God. He has done marvelous things for us. What a powerful God. What a marvel. And they will say, hey, what is he rejoicing? He didn't buy a car. 
He said, look at this mumu. What rejoices us is not your car. It's not your house. But over that one sinner that said, no more. The things I used to do, I do them no more. Can you shout hallelujah? hallelujah. I finished this evening by giving us an opportunity. Can we begin to talk to God? Can you say, Lord, search me? Do you want to walk this year with sin? <laughs> do you want to walk this year with sin? Listen, do you want to walk this year with sin? Ha! You have been cheated again by the devil. He has started cheating you already. Can you search your inmost being? Can you say, Lord, search me? Search me. Search me. Every sin in my life, I must finish it this year. It is over from now, from now, from now. No matter the gain that sin gives to you, he giving you that gain to steal you, steal your destiny, steal your life, steal your dignity, steal your glory that your father has for you. Can you decide today, just like the prodigal son, can you come back to your senses today and say enough? So how long have I stayed in this sin? What has it offered me? What has it offered me? But rather, it's bringing me down more and more. It's bringing me down more and more. It's bringing me down more and more. What have I gained from disobedience? What have I gained from argument? What have I gained from pride and arrogancy? What have I gained from anger? What have I gained from this ambitious life? What have I gained? What have I gained from committing sin of sex? What have I gained? There's no gain in sin. Can you cry to God now? And say, Lord, search me out. You must save my life. I must be restored fully. Fully. I must be restored fully. I must be restored fully. I must be restored fully. I need restoration. Full restoration. This year, I will not miss it. I will not tell this story I'm telling again. I won't tell this kind of story again. I must heed to your own instruction. Please help me, Jesus. Please help me, Jesus. Let no sin remain in my life. Help me to acknowledge everyone and each of them. And like the prodigal son to cry and present them before you and not try to hide anyone. If I keep silent when sin is still covered, Lord, my moisture will begin to grow weary. I'll start growing old while I'm still young. Help me today. I decide from my heart never to go on in anything called sin anymore. I decide today I will serve you, Jesus. I am your seed. I belong to you. I don't belong to the world. My body is your own. My tongue is your own. My heart belongs to you. Everything about me is your own. I give it back to you, Lord. I will use my life to serve you. Jesus saved me today. Is somebody praying that prayer? Just like you did to the prodigal son, do to my own life. Let me enjoy your compassion and your love. Let me know the joy of salvation again. Let me stop struggling. Let your peace take over my heart. Let all the troubles of this life 
disappear because of your presence that will abide with me again. Lord, we thank you. We give all this glory to you because you are God forever. In Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed. I know you are blessed by the message just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meetings, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life transforming seminars for all in sports circle at Sue E23, C2C Plaza, Pocketty Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090-60222-330. Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed. Angel words ever do, changing me.